drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! 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 Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on everybody? This is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I'm your host, Derek Oakry, serving up that Honolulu Blue Kool-Aid for you here on a Wednesday. Drink it in uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread! Make it a double. Cornbread! And I'm fired up for this show, as I am most shows, because we're talking lions, we're talking draft, talking free agency, all the things that are just... The incredible NFL offseason that sometimes is better than the regular season. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have on talk all about it. So I got Logan Lamarandier from Sports Illustrated, All Lions. He's out there. He's talking Lions. He's doing a lot of big things. He's a busy man, but he's here to talk ball. Logan, how you doing this week on the Kool-Aid cast? Oh, doing good. It was uh, kind of sad that the NFL season's officially over, but I think it was a pretty cool ending and it's free agency period it's nfl drafts coming up the the nfl never sleeps so there's still plenty going on and a lot a lot to do and fun things to talk about i was gonna say for lions fans like you know you can say the games are over but this is really gonna be the exciting time for detroit kool-aid drinkers and detroit lions fans so we'll get right into it man and the first thing i want to ask you again We've talked about it before on the show. We know you're a supporter of this guy. I rooted for this guy. I think we both like the trade of this guy. And this guy ended up just winning a Super Bowl. His name is Matt Stafford. Oh, sorry. Matthew Stafford. Logan, I just want you to put a button on it, man. Just say what you want to say about it. He did get it done. He reached the mountaintop. What would you think? I... (laughs) was very conflicted at the start when they got into the playoffs. I kind of wanted them. I, I was almost rooting for a loss. And then after they won that wild card game, I'm like, well, the picks are already at the back end of the first half for the lions. So I'm like, just, just go win a super bowl, Matthew Stafford, because we spent enough time debating him. You know, obviously I, I want to see him succeed. Cause I, I backed him a lot and felt like I was always going through all these debates and arguments over him. So I, I, in a weird way, it was just, gratifying not only for my own argument's sake that I've always said he put a team around him he can win a Super Bowl but also just because he's a genuinely good guy and he gave a lot to Detroit and obviously he would have liked to play better and give more to the city of Detroit in terms of wins but um, you know it's it was a good game having three uh, final drives that you know he orchestrated and you know, brought the Rams wins at the end. It was just what we always saw from Matthew Stafford. So I I think it was good full circle, you know, getting him a championship because he deserved it. No doubt about it, man. I tried to sum it up in a tweet. You guys can find Logan on Twitter. He's got about 20,000 followers. He's always putting out great content. He's been over this Stafford topic time and time again on the old Twitter machine at L Lamarandier. But you guys can find me at Derek Oakry, it's on the marquee, it's on the artwork of the show, and I tried to sum it up like this, Logan. I said, man, I'm happy for Stafford. He battled in Detroit, he had his moments of brilliance, he had his struggles. And then I put, this year, he was surrounded by elite talent, good schemes, playmaking defense, and he played top quality football, wait for it, when it mattered most. And then I just put enjoy it, number nine. Hashtag Super Bowl, hashtag Stafford. So I thought that was something that just came off the top of my head, but that sort of put everything in a capsule that I wanted to say. I'm not going to go on and on about it. I'm not going to go over it. I mean, I don't think you'll hear this much more on the on the podcast here. Stafford! But 
the guy got it done. He won the big thing. So I think we both uh, finished it up there. You know, happy for him. And I'm going to be real happy for the Lions when they start cashing in these picks. And then we're both going to feel good about this trade. So let's move on from that topic, man. Let's let's talk about something that just came out before we got recording here. And that's ESPN put out kind of where the top 50 free agents are, would go or where they predict or project them to go. And the one they had going to the Detroit Lions was Christian Kirk, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. This guy's 25 years old, um, a, a draft guy that I liked a lot. He kind of came on kind of slow. He's down there with his boy, Kyler Murray, but he really seemed to start playing better football this year. And he's he's an inside-outside guy. He can make plays. I mean, what do you think of that, either as a fit or is that a guy you might want to see come here? Do you think the price would be right? What do you think? Yeah, I've always liked Christian Kirk. I actually, so I actually watched him play in high school a few different times when I was living oh, out nice. in Arizona. So I've always followed his career closely, and I think he's a good player. And it's probably around the price range I'd be happy with for the Lions going after um, a wide receiver in free agency because I'm I'm still hesitant to give big money contracts to wide receivers. But Christian Kirk, he's he's not in that top tier, but he's reliable. But my the thing I have is. A, especially so last year, he played a lot in the slot and that's kind of a Monroe St. Brown's role. I know you could have multiple slot guys and Kirk does have some versatility. He can play on the outside, which he did earlier in his career, but his best year came when he was in the slot and that he has the mold more of a slot player. And I do think he has a little bit of a, a downfield threat to him that maybe the lions could use. He's got some wheels and he's just, he's a versatile guy. So I wouldn't be upset with it as, as we talk about any free agent though, it's all going to come down to the price because at the right price, um, the, it's just like when the Lions signed Golden Tate. Like I, I loved that signing just for the price point they got him at, and he played well above his contract. And so, whatever price Kirk would come in at, that would be my deciding factor if I want him or not. But I, I think he's a solid player. The Lions can use receivers, you know, just wherever they get him from. And Kirk is a nice receiver. He, I don't, he's not a number one receiver, but maybe you go in the draft and find your number one receiver that route. And then you have a couple of nice options in St. Brown and Kirk behind that guy. Yeah. I'm with you. I we'll see what they do. It was an interesting name. Like I said, he's only 25 and in the year uh, league a few years. So, um, you know, I, I wouldn't expect him to leave his best friend there in Kyler Murray, but I mean, I'd leave Kyler Murray regardless. Cause he's a overrated, horrible leader, clown at quarterback, if you ask me. So, um, you know, Christian Kirk are really down to earth, gritty kind of, uh, grimy, uh, type player that, like you said, even though he's in the slot, I saw him getting deep a lot this year where he was catching 40, 50 yard balls behind the behind the coverage so I think he can bring some things to the table It'll be really interesting to see how the Lions kind of get after the uh, wide receiver position and Logan that brings me to this so normally at the beginning of the show I mean I try to like hype the people up and tell them what we got going here on the show I didn't do that here on this pod but but here's what we're going to spend our time on for this first segment you know, you got the Jeff Risdens at, at the Lions Wire, USA Today Lions Wire. He's putting out, you know, what his breakdown of an offseason might be. And he threw out some crazy trades about Michael Thomas for Hawkinson doing this and that in the draft and bringing in these free agents. Got a, got a bunch of people, you know, got me interested, got people kind of fired up online on, on Twitter machine. And then you got like Chris Burke of The Athletic. You, you hear his pod or some of the things he's writing. He's sort of putting together his plan. So, Logan, I know me and you are busy guys. We're, like, trying to figure all this out. We, we're not going to give away our plan today. But what I want you to do is maybe pick apart my guy Chops' plan. Now, Chops comes on the pod about once a month, similar to you, but he was over at the DTO scouting office on Super Bowl Sunday, and I had to put him to work. I said, Choppy, you got your free agent board over here. You got your draft board over here. You got the Lions depth chart right here in front of you. I said, go go to work in the lab. Show me what you got. So Choppy started making cuts. He started letting people walk. He started dreaming up his free agent targets. He started dreaming up his draft targets and he kind of cooked up a little lion soup so he's not on the show i thought we could kind of beat him up tell him what we don't like tell him where he's made mistakes or praise him in certain areas about the uh, layout for the lions offseason that he did so logan what do you think about that what do you think we get after chops's plan lay it out for the people and talk about it we can bust chops chops 
Hey oh. Oh man, I need like a rim shot. I don't know if I have that on the uh soundboard. I'll have to get that for you for next time. But that that was classic. So yes, we will do exactly that, my friend. So we're gonna do that here on the front part of the show. On the back part of the show, you guys gotta keep listening. One, because we need you to listen to our great sponsors. Two, you gotta hit that subscribe button. Three, you gotta go follow Logan. You gotta read all his articles. And four, because on the back half of the show, we're gonna dig into What's Logan doing to get ready for free agency? What's Logan got on his draft plan? How is he putting his board together? You know, the Logan rankings that we always talk about. I mean, that's going to be a fun part on the back half, too. So we, we can't waste any time. We we got to get into it, give you guys a jam-packed show here on the podcast. And, and let's start with Choppies cuts and the guys that he let walk now i'm gonna rumble through these names logan you could pick out a couple that you like you dislike however you want to attack it so choppy is let cutting or letting go alex anzalone despite his gray hair he's letting go will harris because he can't play he can't cover he's letting go trey flowers probably because he makes 18 million he never on the football field hasn't made any plays he's letting go jalen reeves maben who had a really nice year this past year he's also cutting loose john penicini we've had here a couple years who uh you know the former regime loved but maybe could do better at that spot now he's also letting tracy walker go he's letting the maybe overpaid nick williams leave as well cordero or not cordero uh he's letting hodge the wide receiver head out the door and he's also booting both quarterbacks david blau and Tim Boyle. So that those are the broad strokes there of his cuts or letting people say, there's the door. I mean, we'll see. Uh, you're overpriced. We can't keep you. Logan, what are you thinking about all of that? Yeah, I think that's fine. The Anzalone let him walk. I think the Lions, he was perfect for what they needed last year, just a veteran. But honestly, they should be trying to upgrade at that linebacker position. They be, should be probably spending some draft capital or free agency money on an upgrade. Um Will Harris, I'm fine with bringing him back. If he doesn't make the 53, though, during final cuts, it's like, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Trey Flowers, I think it's time for him to go. He's getting paid too much. The Lions could save some money there. Um, you know, take on some dead cap, but at least free up some cap space down the line as well. Uh, the Reeves Maven pick, I'm totally fine bringing him back. I don't think he's going to be cost all that much. And uh, he's a big special teams player. We've seen him this year in a scheme that suits him much better than the previous <laughs> scheme he was in. How about uh, how about it, it this? Like he was okay. How about Jalen Reeves Mabin at the Senior Bowl with Lions coaches? How about that? I mean, that that's got to tell you a little something. It's interesting, yeah. You don't always see that, so you wonder what exactly is going on there. I don't know the whole story mm. behind it or why he was there. If anyone figured that out, but <laughs> that's uh, yeah, it's interesting to say the least. What else you got? I stopped you at Penasini. Oh, okay. You got any thoughts on Walker? Um, yeah, Penasini is another guy. It's like it's fine bringing him back. Uh, if he can't make the roster uh, during cut sounds, it wouldn't really surprise me. I don't think he's a natural scheme fit. Yes, the Lions need nose tackles. They need a backup nose tackle behind Lee McNeil. But at the same time, it's just not really a position that's on the field all that much. And the Lions are prioritizing athleticism and guys who can get to the quarterback. And that that's not really Penasini. He's more of a, just a run stuffer that the Tracy Walker. Yeah, that that's debatable. It all depends on his price tag. I think he's a nice player, but if you're going to spend a lot of money on Tracy Walker, I would just prefer to spend maybe a few more million a year. If you know, Jesse Bates hits the open market, um, you know, or, or Marcus Williams or just someone, that's had a little bit more success. Tracy Walker has been very up and down. I was very high on him after his first couple seasons, especially that rookie season. It looked like he had that ball hawking trait. And then that's kind of gone away a little bit, but I I think he's a nice safety. But again, if he's going to cost a lot, I would prefer just to pony up a few extra million a year and get someone who is a little bit more consistent and maybe, you know what they're getting in him. So um, who else was mentioned? Oh, the quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, I really don't care about the backup quarterback. It's like, if they want to move on from Blau and Boyle, they can, they can go for it. Cause I, I don't think those guys are anything special or, uh, are going to be more than anything than career backups. So you can find those guys semi easily. They do 
they are familiar with the scheme, which you do have to take into account. Sometimes that's really what you want in a backup quarterback is someone who just knows the scheme well and uh, has been around for a little bit and can come in when you need him to. And the Lions aren't really at a point necessarily right now, even this upcoming season where if Jared Goff were to go down, uh, you know, maybe the Lions maybe could be in the playoff hunt next year because I, I could see them being around 500. Depends how this offseason plays out. But I, again, I don't think it's you don't need to prioritize the backup quarterback or pay anyone big money. So I'd be interesting to, to see what chops has for kind of the backup plan there. There we go. And everybody, I accidentally hit the fail sound when I meant when Logan said lions and playoffs, I meant to hit this. Drink it in. Uh... Oh, it tastes delicious. <laughs> that Kool-Aid. Now again, you broke it down as you always do here on the show. And again, I'm the guy that has to bring us back to, okay, before we move to Choppy's free agents, we have to sum up his cuts and walks using, I don't know, maybe a hashtag that Choppy has uh, deemed on the show. And I I decided to bring the bell back because the people love the bell. So, like, I'm starting to use it on Choppy when he goes ahead and says hashtag Choppy Likey. (laughs) <laughs> because we deem that so bad but so funny that it's starting to catch on big across the uh, different platforms. So every time he says it, I hit him with a bell. Kind of like I might do when Logan talks about, I don't know, athleticism. The fact that he hates DeAndre Swift. Maybe that his his lack of belief in Amon Ross St. Brown in the draft process. <laughs> you know, all, all the old gimmicks that we go to. But for the bell this week, I want to know, based on his cuts and walks... Do you hashtag choppy likey? Uh, yeah, yeah, I I agree a lot with what Choppy said. I mean, I don't I don't think there's anything in there I like really disagree with. Uh, and but looking at the roster, it's like the Lions need to improve. So all these players, I think the Lions could improve upon. Um, it's just how much money do you want to spend at certain positions, like the backup quarter position, backup quarterback position. There you go, Choppy. That's for you. Hashtag Logan Likey. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> let, let, let's keep it rolling, man. Free agents. Again, I I put Chops on the spot here at my place. You know, he, he was hemming and hawing over everything. He was trying to think, well, you know, what's this guy going to get paid? Will he be available? All this stuff. But we got to get into these free agents and the draft before I take our commercial break. So we got we to gotta hammer through these, but there's just so much to talk about. So Chops' big guy in free agency that he wanted, first thing he pulled off my magnet board was Mike Williams, the number seven overall free agent by, uh, this was ESPN or PF one of these and they said the contract projection for Mikey is four years 68 million dollars so chops paying big on a wide receiver he also then went Williams and Williams again so he has three Williams he wanted to sign Darius Williams the cornerback from the LA Rams he wanted to sign Marcus Williams who Logan mentioned at safety then he filled out his free agency wish list with Larry Okunjobi another great name for the Lions defense just to add to all the other great ones they have you got Kwana Neal uh, who also is a great another great first name plays linebacker runs all over the field loved him in the draft way back in the day he's got Walker I think this guy was with Cleveland he's kind of a mid-tier back of the roster type linebacker and then he wanted Marcus Mariota as his backup quarterback Logan roll all that up in a ball tell me what you like tell me where he's way off and tell me why he is never going to be able to get all those guys based on contracts (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just the first three guys I think he listed, you're looking at already like, four, well, what was it, like $43 million a year, just those top three guys, and you can backload contracts. There's always a way to work around it. But, yeah, you'd be uh, setting yourself up for not being able to do a whole lot else, and I guess that's what typically freedom is. You go after a few big guys, and you're filling the rest of the roster with cheaper bargain bin type of players. But the Mike Williams, I, I mentioned it. I think I've been talking about it even with going back to all the way, Kenny Galladay debating what the Lions should do with him. I just don't think paying big money to wide receivers, especially in free agency, typically they hit free agency for a reason. Uh, I, I just don't really like the thought of that. Of I think the money can be used a lot better elsewhere. 
um, at the more important positions. And then the draft, just keep trying to hit on wide receivers in the draft because you can get them in the mid rounds, like Amonra St. Brown, like Kenny Galladay, guys that, you know, they might not be exactly the, the top receivers, like a number one receiver on a team in the mid rounds, but they're, they can at least produce. I don't know if Mike Williams is necessarily like a one, a type of receiver. And I think the lions should invest some draft capital with trying to find that guy. So that's how I kind of feel at the, the receiver position. I'd prefer, I'd actually prefer Christian Kirk at the price point we were talking about compared to Mike Williams at 17 a year. Um, Darius Williams is hold, hold on, hold on, Logan. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're going to go down one by one, and it's going to be a th- three hour show. So, hold, like, <laughs> uh, I, I love the Logan breakdowns, I love the knowledge, but you just spent three minutes, I think, on Mike Williams. So, like, like between <laughs> Darius, Marcus, I mean, we got these other guys that he threw in the pot. Is there one you like and one you hate? Is there one like, oh, I kind of like that name, he fits for the Lions, and like. Like, oh, Mark Mariota can't play it back up anywhere. You know, uh, where are you at with just kind of one on each side? Okay, I'll give my abridged version here. Marcus <laughs> Williams, I think, is my favorite of all these guys. He's going to be pricey, but again, Tracy Walker is probably going to be just a few million dollars cheaper. And it's like, I'd rather have Marcus Williams, honestly. And he's familiar with the scheme and the coaching staff. I do like Ogan Joby. I, I liked him coming out of the draft. Um, solid you know, depth guy at defensive line. And then, yeah, the Mariota, I'm not a big fan of that because he's going to he's gonna be pricey. I think there's going to be some teams that really look at him as maybe being a starter, depending on how everything goes this year. There's a lot of quarterback needy teams. So I don't think Mariota is going to be cheap, and I'm not looking to pay a backup quarterback any type of money just at this stage where the Lions are at currently. See, Choppy's thoughts was Lions need to invest in a better backup than some of these nobody clip holders that we've had. Um, Mariota, to me, is not a good leader. He showed he really can't play. Um, I don't know if you like Okunjobi's name or his game, but, I mean, I don't mind him, but (laughs) there's probably better options, too, than going interior defensive line when that's kind of where we have a lot of bodies right now. So, I don't know. I mean, to me, Choppy taking three guys named Williams, trying to add to names with Kawan, or uh, Keanu, I mean, Keanu Neal and Okunjobi. I mean, I think it's just way off But on the name game as well as some of these free agents. I give this a not Okri-likey here on the free agent thing. I got lots of other targets other than what he went after. <laughs> yeah, I mean, free agency. It, it all depends on the money they're paying these guys, but there's, there's a lot of good free agents out there, and the Lions just need to inject talent really anywhere they can. So, Wherever that happens or where it comes from, I, I'm not against it. So in summary, Choppy, like Logan will not say your ridiculous hashtag, which is Choppy Likey. I will say it because it's funny to me and others out there on the Twitter sphere, but <laughs> I, I'm not sure that we're both on board with your free agent signings. Now, what me and Logan love is the draft. I mean, we got our boards, we got our rankings, we're all over it. We always have takes on the draft. And this was the first three rounds of Choppy's draft plan at pick number two overall for the Detroit Lions. They select Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan in the, at the end of the first round with pick 32. Thanks a lot, Matt Stafford. He took Brisker, the safety from Penn State with that high pick. The second pick in the second round, he took a freak athlete, a slender, a guy that can go get the football, yet his first name is George. That would be George Pickens from Georgia. Like, uh, you know, he went and got his wide out there, and then at 66, Choppy was hashtag Choppy Likey all over this guy. I don't know, maybe he's following at Derek Oakry on Twitter because I was talking all about him a long time ago. Now he's the hotness at tight end. Choppy said, I got to get me another tight end that can make plays, and he wanted Trey McBride at 302, pick 66 overall. Logan summarize that draft plan what do you like what do you don't what do you miss on what do you hashtag you know what you know overall i think it's i wouldn't be upset with that draft uh brisker is a safety i think he's more of the inbox safety but he's still a playmaker he can play all over the field um and that's what the lions need they need a playmaker so 
Brisker I'd be good with. And George Pickens, he's been just my go-to like third round pick. I don't know all these, <laughs> the, it's a deep wide receiver draft, but all these uh, mock drafts and the, uh, that we do, I do one a couple probably every day, just these draft simulators. I always get George Pickens in the middle rounds. I don't know if that's going to be the case. We'll kind of see how it plays out in the combine. Then Trey McBride, I do agree the Lions need another tight end behind uh, behind Hawkinson because they run a lot of two tight end sets. Um, Hawkinson has had some injuries here and there. It wouldn't hurt to have another tight end, and I know it's a sensitive subject to talk about tight ends with Lions fans, but I think McBride's pretty good, and if, if he's still there in the third round, go for it. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with that draft. In other words... Hashtag choppy likey from Logan. Now, here's here's the problems I got. I mean, I love Hutch. I would love run the card to the podium. I don't want to hear all this nitpicking that's going on. It's a perfect fit for Dan Campbell, the Lions, all the stuff. Of course, he's got a couple things that, you know, are, are worrisome or might be come up later, but... That, that's a slam dunk to me if he's available. I sure hope he is. Brisker I like as well. I, I would like a dynamic safety. Now, again, I've been talking names all the time here on the show. Like, when you look at names that, like, make players, I mean, we're looking at, like, the Rams that have Van Jefferson. Now, that's a name for a wide receiver. How about another name at wide receiver that just sounds swaggy? Cooper Cup. I mean, that guy just sounds like he can make plays. George? I can't have a George at wide receiver. Like, if it was Daquan Pickens. Like, that sounds incredible to me. That sounds like a ball player. That sounds like an all-pro. George? Georgie boy? I don't know. It's got to it's gotta grow on me. I do love the player, though. And I'm with you, Logan. Like, I've been seeing him in the third round. And then I got people on the radio and in mock drafts taking him at the bottom of one. So, Choppy gets him here at top of the two. Uh, I don't know. It's either a reach or great value. We really don't know at this point. But I do kind of like that player. And to me, I'm, as much as I love McBride, I'm not going there because... You know, like you mentioned, we already got a slot in St. Brown. We got another guy that could play slot in TJ Hawkinson. We might add, you know, other players like Kirk or whoever that might be able to play similar roles. I mean, as much as I like McBride, I mean, tight ends at the end of the day might get you five, six hundred yards and a handful of touchdowns, you know, on a good day, especially when you have multiple of them. So, I've somewhat moved off that a little bit in regards to making it a priority. I think in the third round, you can get your freaky receiver. You could get a linebacker. You could get some other defensive help, um, you know, at that point more so than uh, than take a, another tight end that, yes, he'll help you with injury, but if everyone stays healthy, he's not going to be on the field a ton. So um, I would look for a better discount there at that point. So Logan, I mean... I think we both like this draft overall, though. We we kind of like the cuts and, and, and walks. You know, we got some question marks on the free agency. But I do think when we're talking broad strokes, kind of big picture view within the uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes that Choppy put this plan together. I mean, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah, overall, I think it fills a lot of needs and you're adding playmakers and that's again that's brad holmes has to start adding playmakers and i keep saying like the easy part of holmes's job's done that he had to tear down what basically what bob quinn built and he now has to find really good players and we saw him do that with at least a couple guys in this year's draft and now he's going to have some free agency money to work with this year and can start handing out some longer term deals uh a lot a lot longer than all the one-year contracts he gave out last year so i think it's the time. It's time to bring in playmakers because it's a team that's lacking in that department very, very badly right now. Exactly. Can't wait to see it. So, Chops, I'm not going to use your hashtag again. I've already worn it out. Logan's embarrassed by it, to be honest. And uh, you guys can find him, though, on Twitter, at Chops in the D. He's usually talking about hockey or, you know, some other ridiculous take that he has. And, and again, find L. Lamarandier. Logan's out there uh, putting out great stats, info, things like that. And uh, you guys know where to find me as well. So, Logan, imagine that. We went long here on the first segment. And it's been known to happen, but uh, I think we're going to get our great sponsors in here. And then we come back. I'm going to dig into you, man. Like, are you ready? Are you putting in that work? Is the, is the Logan rankings in process? Are are, do you have free agent targets? Are you prepared? We're going to get into all that after the break, man. You ready to do that? 
Always ready. <laughs> Always. Everybody, listen to our great sponsors, and we'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Kool-Aid drinkers. I know you listen to those sponsors, right? Because you got to hear about Reality Sports Online, Anchor Podcast, Spotify, all the different things we got going here on the podcast. Again, it's fun to come to you. We're doing the one show a week here in the offseason. Drink it in, man. That's freeing me up to do a lot of great things, but it is so great to come on here, talk Lions, laugh with my buddies, guys that know football. That's Logan. At Chops in the D, my buddy Stefan. We got Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcasting Network. And then I'm going to get you those solo shows. You know I'm going to come rant and rave. You know I'm going to come with a bonus show one of these weekends where I'm just talking all about free agency, all about the draft, all about all those things you guys want to hear about. But today, we gave you a lot on the front end. Now I got to get after Logan. I got to see if he's putting in reps, if he's got the Logan scouting office there i mean he's got the big job he's got the family stuff but you know this guy wants to be ready come draft day and come free agency so logan we're gonna get into it man but i kind of just want to know where you at with the prep have you started are you behind do you do you have a plan where are you at right now just off the top (laughs) well you know as the family life becomes more and more hectic every year uh, I feel like I'm usually a little bit behind, but this year I would say I'm more further along than I was last year, just with the whole coaching change and everything going on with the lions. Uh, but this year it's been a lot more. Um, I don't know. I I've been started watching film actually on guys probably a couple months ago, just the lion season wasn't <laughs> giving me enough. So I started watching a little bit more because uh, I knew I'd have to have a further ramp up. I wasn't going to be able to just cram everything like I've done in past years. So I would say I'm right where I, I need to be. There's still a lot more film I need to watch. Um, typically how I do things, I don't really create a big board until the combine. And I kind of start the players I liked on film and then also have good combines. Those are the kind, the guys that kind of rank first. And then the, the players who I liked who had poor combines, I, go back and look closer at them. So it's, it's not really like a, an exact science for me. And I feel like it changes every year and technology has been a part of that because, you know, like back in the olden days, I'd have to wait until, you know, those draft magazine come out and I'd write everyone's, you know, 40 times or vertical jumps. I would basically 
write down every single stat from the combine next to every player's <laughs> name in these magazines. And now I just kind of do that through an Excel sheet and it's, it's way easier, much more organized. It's quicker. So I haven't started my Excel sheet yet, but typically uh, I, I start that right around the combine. Okay. Okay. Interesting stuff. A couple follow-ups if I may. Uh, so you, you mentioned the magazine. I don't know if he's listening here to this podcast. This is a shout out to Chuck dog, my buddy from way back in the day. We were in fantasy leagues together, uh, you know, way back, uh, you know, I was in Dick's sporting goods in the shoe department. The guy was running the show there. We had a lot of fun times joking around there, uh, way back uh, before my college days there. And uh, he still goes to Barnes and Noble every year and picks up fantasy magazines, which I told him, like, you know, this stuff's online, right? <laughs> and he still likes to <laughs> go free. pick up the magazine. So, I mean, to each their own. Right. But uh, a little we always have fun with that. And he knows I'm kidding. But um, so when you say you watch film, you don't have to give out all your secrets. But I'm curious, like. Are you an all 22 guy? Is there YouTube highlights? Is there some other, uh, you know, way that you found that, that you can pull up these guys? Because it's funny you bring that up because I'm much more of a content collector where I'm listening to things. I'm hearing names. I'm sort of, I know these guys from college ball. I kind of have my own takes, but I've also spent lots of time here on the treadmill the last month or two, just sort of pulling up guys on YouTube and getting my eyes on them, sort of seeing what they have, noticing different things than I have maybe in years past. So do you have a, a go-to and do you want to share it or no? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times I'll just, I don't have access to the all 22 stuff. It'd be great if it was, but I find more often than not, you can usually find a few games on each player, at least at this point, the top players, if you t- just go to YouTube and type in, you know, X player verse, yep. and then it'll come up with like complete games of a player. And I just pretty much go through those all and, you know, only watching a few games. Sometimes you, a lot of times those games are also like their best games. So it's difficult. Um, you know, I kind of take that with a grain of salt of what I'm watching, but I still look for that, that playmaker gene. You know, I, I want to see big plays. I want to see, you know, depending on what position I look for different things, but more often than not, just with analytics these days too. And like PFF, uh, their guide, they give you a lot of the information that you're looking mm-hmm. for. So it's actually been nice because I used to try to compile like all these different stats on players. And now it's like, you can find that all just with all these different analytics sites where if you want to know how many force missed tackles, a guy made at a running back, like that's, that's a big deal to me. That's one of my key things I look for guys who can create, you know, yards for themselves, not just blocked for them. That's what I care about like in running back. And it's pretty easy just to look. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy just to look at stats and be like, oh, there's a guy who breaks a lot of tackles and it matches up with you see on film. So it depends on every position, but it's really nice now having all those, you know, really deep analytics that you can go to and just kind of gauge what what you look for at certain spots and uh, certain positions between the combine and the analytics side of things. I don't know if you caught it, Logan, but I said a guy that can break tackles. I don't know, like DeAndre Swift. Uh, In the passing game, he breaks tackles. Oh, my goodness. The guy's got shake for days. All right. So so here's the thing. Some things to hit on there. You mentioned kind of the PFF analytics. You know, we all know that Logan likes the athleticism. He's going to be all over the combine. But one thing that. I did too recently is I grabbed the old PFF draft guide. If you're an elite subscriber, you can grab that on their website, downloaded it. And here's the thing, like for me, again, this is about your process, but for me, I got the big spreadsheet, multiple tabs. I'm trying to compile a lot of info as well, but there's times where I just need it in my hand, whether it be in the draft board with the magnets and the things I do to sort of keep track and move guys around. Or I printed this sucker off, man, this PFF and condensed it into multiple pages. It ended up being like, you know, 100 some page document when you put a couple pages on a piece of paper. But I'm at highlighting, circling, sort of like that's really helped me sort of get a better hold for some of these guys. Just not only the read up research, but 
putting pen to paper and and so I can go back and look and remember what jumped out to me and what didn't on some of these guys' profiles. So that's interesting that you mentioned that as well. I guess I'm curious, like the uh, the timelines. You say you're kind of ahead, but you haven't started the spreadsheet. Like my thing is that it comes up so quick. Like we're in the middle of February now. Free agency is like a month away. So one thing I try to do is get as many names and and sorts in front of me as I can, so I know who the heck's even available in free agency. Who's the best, you know, best linebacker out there? Who's the best receivers out there? So I can have those at least on my brain and then sort of dissect them. Of okay, well, who would I like the Lions to have? Who could the Lions realistically get? Do you kind of do that as well? Because I think knowing the names, knowing who's out there as early as you can, is important as well. It is. And with free agency, I, I, I think the draft has kind of taken over that. Sometimes I feel like the draft, even at this stage in the off season still overshadows free agency because I, I prefer the draft and I like free agency. Um, and it's just, you, sometimes you're really just surprised at how much money a player will get compared to other players you like. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to just the value of these players. Um, so I don't know if I dive into free agency as much as I should, because I just focus more on the draft, but there's always players, you know, that I'll kind of circle or highlight in free agency. I'm like, Oh yeah, that'd be a, a good selection for, you know, yeah. or a good pick, you know, a good option to have for a decent price. But I, to tell you the truth, I haven't done a ton on the free agency yet. Uh, I'll, I'm su- sure I'll start doing the, the whole 10 targets for the lions if you know go right. after in free agency list soon but at, i haven't done it quite yet at sports illustrate all lions you guys can find logan's content i mean i'm with you i think free agency is harder to predict but i kind of take it in segments so like before the senior bowl gets rolling i want to know who's on each team i want to know some guys that i'm going to have highlight i want to know kind of who came out of that looking you know head and shoulders better and then i go from there to the combine because that's the next thing and then I sort of get my head around that and like you said I pull all the different you know info once it's over as well as maybe guys that jumped out with their way they carry themselves or something I noticed and then I sort of highlight guys who maybe have the crazy speed or different things like that and then I move on to free agency and have, sort of have a plan for that and then before you know it the the draft is there so I try to take it in segments but um, you you know it is very hard to predict and and I appreciate that you kind of focus on the draft because I mean that is the go-to as well for the lifeblood of your team but what are a couple things like I, you can't always do this across positions but again broad strokes what are a couple things that maybe you focus on when you're looking at a player, is it, you know, is it the character side? Is it the athleticism? Is it the uh, height, weight, speed? Is it, you know, maybe what he did in college? Like just a couple of those big broad that you could do for all positions that, that mean something to you. Yeah. So the character side of things is tough. Cause we're not, we don't get all that information. You know, sometimes we get reports about how interviews go with certain prospects and um, to me, I always just try to grade more on film and I'm not going to get lost in uh, the character aspect of things, but obviously that is a big deal to NFL teams, but I will admit that that's something I sort of gloss over at times that I should probably be more cognizant of, but <laughs> whatever. I, I like to watch the film and that's always been my thing is just, you know, looking at film. But I, I think I already mentioned for running backs, breaking tackles, yard after contact. Um, and I, I really like guys the 40 time for a running back, it's not the biggest thing, but if they have vision and breakaway speed, I mean, that's the difference between a 20 yard gain and a house call. So that's something I look for our running backs. Uh, I think a defensive end, like that three cone drill is just, that's all I really care. I don't really care about the 40 times for uh, defensive ends or edge players. It's that three cone drill and the 10 yard split um, defensive tackles. It's, it's that 10 yard split as well as uh, the short shuttle I really like. Um, and then I think safety is safety is one of those things where I don't really care all that much about athleticism because it's such an instinctive position, especially if they're like a, if they're a single high safety, yeah, you're going to have to have some range. So you want to see some speed, but I just think there's so much instincts involved. That's I rely on the film at safety a lot more than I do the metrics or at the combine, but I it's, it's really weird how I've kind of over the years, I've just kind of each position. I'm like, this is what I'm looking for at each position. 
I feel like all the top players of the position have, you know, this trait and that's the trait I want to look at. And that's the trait I'm going after. So it's really tough to pinpoint one certain metric that I'm looking for at every player. Cause it really just all depends on position. All right. Interesting. Kind of my next follow-up was going to be, so Logan, I think character is really important in players. <laughs> and you started it, it your, your reply is, with that. You don't, you don't care. <laughs> so uh, one thing, one thing I've tried to do, which again, I haven't had success at this yet, but the more years I've been doing this, looking at players, making my boards, things like that. The two things I've kind of narrowed down that do sort of separate if you're good at the NFL level and you have a great career, or if you burn out quick, is, you know, the character and the medicals, which are two things that we can't get our head around kind of as fans or experts from afar because you don't have the interviews with these guys and see what they're about or get to talk to any of their coaches or former people that have really worked with them and seen them behind the scenes. And then those medical records, like sometimes there's always every year there's a couple guys that I'm like, oh, what a great ball player, but you kind of hear rumblings about a heart issue or a back or this or that, and the guy just tumbles down the draft board and, you know, that's just something that's been really hard to predict so I've kind of been trying to dig and see if there's a website that has like bios or you know more information in those kind of off the field type stuff and I haven't had a ton of success but you know I I agree with your concept that you can somewhat you're trying to skip it because it is hard to obtain but the more reports I hear about a guy maybe not loving football or being shaky or maybe having a medical of some sort, it's really started to impact kind of where I put guys. Like I'm not looking for a team of choir boys, but I can't have a guy with a bunch of red flags with a high-end draft pick. You know, it's just too risky most times. It is, and that's actually why I really – I still buy the the magazines once they come out because they do give a lot of background uh, just on the players that, you know, you might not always find. Um, and it's all in one location and the ath- the athletic, yeah, that has, I think it's called like the beast or whatever it is. Um, that is absolutely great when that comes out because, it, um, I forget who writes it even can't believe I'm forgetting it. Is it Dane Brugler? I think that's who it is. Yeah. Sorry if it isn't, but, um, he does a great job. Just the amount of information in that thing, you get so much more information than you ever need on every single player. And like it, it dives pretty deep into background and just, you know, all the way back to high school, any injury concerns, um, just quotes on like coaches that what they've said about these players. So that's always, that's the, really the only background checking I really do is just from what I'm getting from there. Nice. Yeah. It's a good pull by you. Brugler and Zerline are doing a podcast now, which I've listened to the last couple and real good stuff. You know, the back and forth, there are definitely times where I hear like Zerline say stuff that doesn't really line up or maybe he's way off on a forgets a guy's you know fumble count or something when like you know they have the luxury of doing this for a paycheck and all day every day so you know I bet me and you would love to do that we have these guys bios memorized as well um but yeah uh Brugler really does have a great handle on the backgrounds of these players and I do recommend that kind of stuff so Logan either physically goes and picks it up at Barnes and Noble or gets it ordered I don't think I've physically went into a bookstore store and I don't even know how long but uh you definitely check that resource out if you can and I I guess I just can't wait for the Logan rankings I mean when are the when are the Logan draft rankings that had St. Brown like in the 170s or whatever gonna be out so we can pick those apart (laughs) what was it well I believe it was 116 it was like (laughs) just a few picks yeah, his ranking was right around where the Lions selected him. So I I, I was good with the pick. But uh, the, the rankings don't Where really come it? out. I'm fine-tuning them. And I think what I'm going to try to do this year, i got to figure out how to do it, is just put a Google Doc, like a shareable you know, type of, of board that I can kind of just share with people. If they want to look at it, they can. I'll just con- continue to update it. But I really, once I start entering in all the combine metrics, that's when it really starts to take shape because I got a good – good amount of film on guys uh guys i like still plenty more to go but i can at least start getting my order together and uh i don't think it's necessarily ever finalized until a few days before the draft there's no doubt about it man it's it's right around the corner yet like you said yo you can't really put a ton together till we get through that combine as well as I have a monster Google sheet set, but I'm also just sort of like what I do is I get it out there. I get different tabs for different things, but 
it's it's a consistent working document. I mean, it's just tweaking, changing. Sometimes it's not even like the Oakry rankings. It's just more like info and rankings I'm pulling all together so that I can make an educated choice as well as know my stuff come draft day. So we all do it different, man. I don't know if there's anything else you want to share before we get up out of here, but I was just real curious yeah. kind of not only on your process, but where you're at in it. And then also like, I mean, you have maybe one or two more shows, I think, before we get to some of these big dates in the NFL calendar. So we're both be putting in that work as well as looking forward to uh, everything that's to come for this team. Yeah, I know. Uh, this is actually probably our last show before I uh, have a set of twins that are going to be born. So that will change things dramatically <laughs> as well. So um, that's why I'm trying to jam in as much as I can now, because I'm going to be extra busy in less than a month. I think we got a sound bite here for the twins. <laughs> I I didn't want to say it. Logan, ever to every show we talked and he, he let me in on his secret. I don't know that you had said it yet here in the pod, but that's definitely been keeping you busy along with the work life. And you're still, you know, gracious enough to come on here, talk ball with me. We always say like, all right, like, you know, get this done about 30 minutes. And it's usually like an hour, 30, two hours. We're on here talking sports, talking life, catching up, man. So definitely going to be busy, but what a blessing for you and the, and the wife there. It is. It's very exciting and a little bit terrifying all at the same time, <laughs> but we'll make it through. We always do, right? No doubt about it, man. Well, but like I said, uh, great show. Fun to talk to you. I, I've said it multiple times, but I want everybody to go over to Sports Illustrated All Lions, check out what Logan's doing, all the great people over there. Um, you know, if you if you pull up your podcast feed and Logan's on X's and Bros or the Huge Show or something, definitely check him out. You know, he's going to have good takes. Um we already know that the people and the people consist of the millions <laughs> the millions are on here listening to him just enjoying everything we brought to the table today as well as just uh, any content you're putting out man and, and the L Amaran deer to go hit you up on Twitter so can't thank you enough man for coming on talking Lions football it's probably I don't know the biggest offseason in the history of the Detroit Lions, I think. What, what, what about you? Yeah, it's it's all every year's the biggest. This is the biggest <laughs> one I've ever seen. It's, so I agree. Exactly. Brad Holmes, Dan freaking Campbell, let's go. And uh, Logan, man, I'll catch you in about a month. We'll talk more ball. Be into free agency, heading closer to the draft by that point, man. That's right. I know. A lot of fun ahead. Well, thanks, man. Take Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid. We'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. And that's the bottom line. Stone Cold sets out. Drink it in, man.